What do you get when the audacious and the therapist collide? A crash course in unpolished therapy. Rachel Silvercone and Dr. Boca aren't afraid to spin out of control, tackling all the tough talk. Their weekly sesh meets at the corner of Audacity and Advice, where their wheels and yours get turned upside down. Hi, guys. Happy Wednesday. We are back. It's Rachel Silver Cohen and Dr. Boca. Unpolished Therapy is back in action, and we are just jumping right in. Hello, hello, Dr. Boca. I missed you. I'm happy to see your bubbly face, and I'm hoping that our listeners are still out there listening because we are back. Hi. Hi, I'm back. That's like some like movie, whatever it was. Hi, it's so good to see you. I feel like it's been a really long time and yet summer has come and gone so quickly that it was like, did that even happen? Yeah, summer what? Yes, exactly. And I remember saying before summer started, it's over already. And my friends were like, Lori, like, what are you doing? And I was like, no, I'm telling you, it's going to be over faster than you even know it. And here we are, kids starting school next week. Exactly, exactly. And for the listeners out there who aren't Floridians, I know your children probably don't start, whether it be elementary, intermediate, or high school, nearly as soon as the Floridian folk. But with colleges and stuff, I know that everyone's sort of getting ready to pack up and fly the coop with the collegiate clan. Mm -hmm. So I guess we're all pretty much in somewhat of the same boat. If not the same boat, we're in the same ocean. How about that? Absolutely. And we are just struggling to survive right now. And those that are leaving for college, it's a great time to go back to the episode that we did on leaving for college. Yeah. I think we did that last year too. We'll pin it or pin it. Listen to me. Like, like that's what the kids say these days. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> but we'll maybe attempt to attach it. We probably won't because I'll try to do it and I won't know what that means. Still tech challenged over here, even though we've now gone, you know, seven or eight weeks since our last broadcast. And still unpolished. And if we weren't, Obviously. we wouldn't be us. So there you go. Yes. The unpolishedness is never going to go away. It doesn't matter what season it is. It may be summer, spring, fall, or winter. But like the mailman, we are still unpolished. So there you go. <laughs> um, so hello, everyone. Wednesdays are back. Unpolished Wednesdays are back. Unpolished Therapy, where we are ditching the couch, grabbing the mics. We are breaking down all the wreckage. There's always wreckage to be had. And I'm thrilled to see your face, Dr. Boca. So welcome back, everybody. It is good to be back. So where are we going today? You know what? I think that we have to recognize who we are, what our strengths are, what our weaknesses are. I don't know that I'm prepared emotionally because I missed our non-therapy therapy for so many weeks. So I have to like edge back in to diving deep into, okay. you know, the whole of the unpolishedness, if you will. I feel like we should start out light, right? Okay. Um, Yeah. I don't know if this necessarily requires therapy, but I know (laughs) over the course of the last several weeks that I have had various conversation with many people, inclusive of strangers that I have just seen on the street about, I'm going to win the lottery. Okay. (laughs) And what am I doing with the lottery winnings? Okay. To the point where like being at the dry cleaner, who I happen to love the lady who takes my shit every week or whenever. And I'm like, listen, lady, I just want you to know I'm winning the lottery tonight. And if I do, I'm coming back and I'm sharing with you. So I think we should just have some fun. Who doesn't out there have that conversation of what would you do if you won the lottery? How are you spending the money? 
Okay. I definitely want to engage in that conversation. I have a couple of things to say before we engage in that conversation. First, you survived without your therapy, non-therapy, unpolishedness without me. So kudos to you. And I wanted to highlight that. You look fabulous. but No, no, no. You look fabulous. And for our listeners, you can't see her, but she looks awesome. (laughs) She's making these faces like, no, I don't. But you do. Summer's been good to you, Rach. So that's the first thing. The second thing that I wanted to say is before I even go to spending the lottery money that I'm going to definitely win, I want to know if you have this experience. I literally go in, get the lottery ticket, okay? And as I'm holding it in my hand, I completely and utterly feel like this is, in fact, the winning ticket. And I want to tell everybody else to kind of be like, sorry, guys, you can go home. You don't have to wait on the hour line. Like, I've already won it. And I truly believe it. You know, I wish I was this confident in everything else in my life because the confidence that I feel when I walk out with that ticket, it's like, Oh my God. And that's when the fantasy conversations are, they're not even fantasy conversations. They are legit reality conversations start happening and I'm spending the money and watching the number go down in my head as I'm paying for all of my things that I'm going to purchase. Is that a feeling that you too also have? Yeah. And I think the reason that this is such a fun topic is that there's no way that we all don't think that. I am not a seasoned lottery player. I feel like it's a sucker's bet. And while I know you can't win if you don't play, I still think it's a sucker's bet. That being said, I will tell you a long time ago when I was married, my ex-husband and I, we literally used to get into legit arguments over like how we were going to break down that money and how we were spending the money if we won. I mean, maybe every once in a while we did play, but by we, it was like he went out and, and right. bought the ticket and whatever. We would literally get into arguments or like, what do you, why? We're not giving your brother that much money. Like, that's, are you kidding me? That's no way. Okay. He can have a little, but th- no, that's way too many zeros. That's not happening. Once college is taken care of, the house, the this, the that. When I would giggle with other friends about it, they're like, oh my God, me too. Now, the other thing is, is that how many of us have already spent the money? I mean, it's already accounted for. Oh yeah, all of it. All of it, every penny. (laughs) Now, what I will tell you though, and this really is a true story. So over the summer, to the listeners out there, when there was this big mega quadrillion, zillion dollar, whatever, lottery. It was a a billion, wasn't it? It It went over a billion. I think at the end of the day, it ended up being one point, so they're just under like 1.4, billion dollars. Like I I don't even, I've lost track of the zeros. Like that's a lot of zeros. Yes, it is. So it's sort of like, and I do not, Dr. Boca, subscribe to FOMO. I I really don't. I've never Mm -hmm. been like that in my life. I feel like I'm either making up my own stuff that Mm -hmm. maybe other people should fear that they're not a part of, or I'm just fine rocking in the corner and missing out. Okay. (laughs) Okay. But when it comes to the billions and the quadrillions and everyone is talking about it. It's, it's kind of like, oh my God, because I do suspend belief and I'm like, if I play, I'm going to win. I feel right. like, how do you not play? Because that's my ticket, right? Right, of course. Right? And I, so, I, I feel the same way. We're not weekly lottery players. We no. all, And this is the funny conversation here is my husband and I, will be driving on a road and there's like a big billboard and that number yeah. changes all the time, right? And there are numbers at like, 
28 million that we won't bother ah, to go get. And we're like, ah, poo poo, that's nothing. Pocket change. Exactly. And I'm thinking here, what the fuck? Like, why do we not go for 28 million? Like, less people play it, better True. shot of winning it. No, I and guess we're so. so dumb and so greedy, I guess. We're that we- so twisted. It's like, all right, so 28 million, <laughs> no. then you take out for taxes. Obviously, right. you're going to take it in the lump sum. You're of not course. Gonna, you know, pay it out the rest of your life, which by the way, my guess is for all the idiots out there that win it, right? Mm-hmm. And they take the lump sum and then they literally do blow it on yeah. God knows what. And then in two years, you see them on the news and they're homeless and they've Absolutely. alcoholics or whatever. Maybe the secret to the success of that is to take it out in small little, like let the government hang on to it. They can earn the interest and then just send me the check every month like your stupid Rakuten coupon little guy. <laughs> you say it's stupid and yet you love when that check comes. Whatever. So there I, you okay, go. wow. I've gotten $18. It's well, not better, 18 billion. Well, then okay. you better shop a little bit more and don't be greedy. But I agree with you. And by the way, I had, there was some article that I read right when this was coming out about like, 20 people who won the biggest lotteries in the country and how all the bad things that had happened to them and where they ended up and everything. And and it's tragic. And one sits here and says, huh, should I just be content with like what my measly, you know, statements say and what my bank account says? And why am I like turning a blind eye to 28 because I'm a numbers person, net, net, net. As I started to say, you get the 28 million then most of us, of course, we want the lump sum. So now they're going to cut that in half with taxes. And at the end of the day, it's like, really? 10 mil? Like, eh. which okay. again, obviously, if it showed up at my door, I'm not, because guess what? I've had the arguments too over how we're breaking down that $10 million. Right. And it, it's comical, but this is what I want to tell you. Okay. So the two weeks of over the summer when this thing was growing and growing and growing, and this is what everyone's talking about, I'm like, okay. Um, I'm going to do it. If you don't play, you don't win. And I want to get in on it. So I'm part of this pool in my office where you send $3 to like one of the 80 people in my office who literally like, I don't even know who the person in the <laughs> office is, but like they send me the Venmo name. And I guess I just have to cross my fingers that if we do win, she'll be honorable. Cause like nobody sent me the picture of the ticket. I have no <laughs> idea how to justify if we won or not, but how do you not send the three bucks? Right, right, of course. Like, $3. What if I'm that one person who, like, nah, I'm good. I'm not doing it because we're not going to win anyway. And then my luck, right? Freaking win, win. Okay, so that whatever you Venmo the money. As far as I know, we didn't win. Maybe jokes on me, but who knows? Maybe she's that person in Illinois right now with my three dollars. <laughs> but ball. now I'm playing on my own because I really do feel like I am gracious. I text a bunch of friends and I say, including even my family members, I am, I'm going to go, I'm going to get the tickets. If I win, you're part of it. Not to worry. <laughs> I got, you, right. That's I mean, so it, nice. it would be such a beautiful thing for me to be able to pay it forward and give back to the people sure. who have helped me and all that. And, and like, I'm good for it. And I did send a picture of what the numbers were. Oh, okay? you're so honest. Like, I want to be honest because I just feel like karma's a bitch and I don't want to get sucked up into that web. But I go to the supermarket and remember, I'm not well versed in lotto. Again, okay. sucker's bet. I'm sticking to it. That's my story. <laughs> so I go to Publix and I'm like, well, while I'm here, I might as well buy the last few things on a pauper salary. <laughs> and while I'm at it, I'll get the lottery ticket. So I get a few groceries and now I take the groceries to like 
the counter where the lottery is, right? Mm-hmm. And they add up the stuff, whatever. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I'll do $20 worth of the lotto thing, whatever. I just figured like, I mean, $20. I know where this like, is going. Shot, right? So they take... I take uh, your credit card and you can the card and I put, and the guy looks at me literally as if I live on another planet. And he says, first of all, he calls me ma'am, which I'm already like, if I win the lottery, the first thing I'm doing is getting like a whole facelift thing so that everyone thinks I'm younger than I am. Cause I do not want to be called ma'am anymore. But he looks at me like I have 17 eyes <laughs> and I don't live on this planet. And clearly I don't play the lottery. And he tells me, you can't pay with this with credit. We use, ca- I literally, I had no idea. I mean, zero idea, no clue. It was literally like I was in nursery school and I was like learning how to read for the first time. So I was like, okay. So now I'm like, well, we'll do two transactions, I guess. And a lot of us, don't we pay for everything with our credit card? I said, okay, well, use the credit card to pay for my kombucha. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And my salad. And I'll press that button that says cash back. So now I get cash back. And now we do a whole separate transaction. And listen, I learned something. I had no idea that the lottery, you can only pay for the lottery with cash. So who knew? What I didn't know, this is also a learning lesson for those of you who are going to continue to play to win, is I come home. Obviously, I didn't win. But there's like that mega picks thing, Mm -hmm. whatever, for like an extra dollar. I don't know. Maybe instead of like the seven numbers, maybe if you get the eighth. I don't even know what it is. Clearly, I didn't win that either. (laughs) The next week when no one won the jackpot, I go back. Now I think I'm like, I'm a hot shot. I know how to do this. I'm like swinging my lottery dick around, right? And I'm like, hey, I'm here for the lottery. Another 20 bucks, right? And I'm like, and you know what? This time I'm going to do the mega picks or whatever it is for the extra dollar. Okay. So schmuck, I'm like $21. The guy looks at me again. Okay. I'm striking. He's like, (laughs) no, it's now $30 because it's a dollar for each number. Right. Now I'm like, now the long and the short, I'm into this stupid mess. 50 bucks down the drain. I'm a loser. For no return. I didn't win the billion. No. Well, so, okay. I've been there. I've done it the first time I did the lottery tickets years ago. I walked in with a credit card also. So I'm not going to... Oh, don't feel, I feel so much yeah, better. I was going to say, don't feel shameful. Don't feel embarrassed by this. It is a learning curve and you have to start somewhere. That's the first thing I will tell you. Second thing I will tell you is my husband and I talk about the winning sometimes, but we don't talk about the process of buying it. And sometimes you think when you have these thoughts in your head that nobody else is having these thoughts. You, on the other hand, to always think, well, if I'm thinking it, the whole world is thinking it. And I think it, well, if it's going on in my head, I'm fucking crazy because nobody else is thinking about this, right? So we were at dinner with friends of ours and we get there and I only see the wife sitting there. And I go, where's your husband? I'm not using his name. Where's your husband? And he, she's like, oh, he's in Publix getting the lottery tickets. And I, you know, slap my husband on the, the, the bicep and I'm like, we got to get lottery tickets. And he says out loud exactly what's going on in my head. He goes, you don't buy the lottery tickets from Publix. He goes, in Boca. Nob- in right, Boca. In Boca. nobody wins from Publix. You have to go to the drag of the drag yep. of like the 7-Elevens or the gas station that has one pump that doesn't do anything other yeah. than the slow dial automatic, how much gas is in your car gallon thing. And yeah, it's like the rotary phone gas. Station. Exactly. Exactly. He goes, that's where people win. Yeah. They don't win at the Publix in Boca Raton. And I was like, oh my God, I think this all the time. Thank 
God, he gets me. I'm like, I wonder if other people think that. So I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask our audience, do they hold that same thought? Like you have to not go to like the public, the mainstream, like on the way to go out to our zillion dollar dinner, we're going to just stop at like the fancy store and like pick up the ticket, which I kind of feel like the lottery gods they know their audience. Yeah, I and feel like that too. And maybe they feel as though, you know what? Like if you're pulling up in your Tesla or your Bentley, or, you know what? You don't deserve to win the lottery. We're going to give it to someone that needs it with the exception that I'm now negating the whole thing that like the farmer from the middle of nowhere that has no teeth and doesn't know how to add who wins the lottery that then blows the whole thing and ends up in jail. Really? Like that person shouldn't have won either. So who's supposed to win it then? I think people like me, I'm a single mom. I really work my ass off. Like I'm tired and I'm willing to share and I'll get a great financial advisor. And yes, we'll start a foundation, which by the way, like if we get into the whole, like, well, what exactly would you do with the money? How many of us like, do, are we really setting up the foundation because we are so passionate about whatever the cause is that we want to change? Or do we just feel as though that's the right thing that you have to say because you can't just be a total douchebag to win a bazillion dollars and not send set up some type of charitable something. I think it's a little bit of both. <laughs> um, you know, there are charities that I have already in my head and my list. I'm like, oh, we'll give it to the one that my husband... And don't, but wait, but don't we give money? Even I always say I am the richest little poor girl. I right. still we give. give my donations yes, to things I believe in and all that. Yes, but there'd be a lot, a lot of zeros. I was going to say, there'd be a lot more zeros right. on it, right? Like I would endow something yep. or I might buy a building for somebody or okay. I might give more scholarship if I had it. I do the best I can with what but I have right now. would it be because it, on the building it would say no. Dr. Boga? No, I definitely don't. you legitimately believe in the bottom of your heart that giving back is the way to go? So for me, and you know this about me, Rach, like I am involved in a lot of organizations Mm -hmm. here and I've been very passionate about certain organizations as is my husband. Those would get the big lots of zeros. The other ones, maybe I'd be a little bit more generous because it's what you're supposed to do. But the ones that we feel passionate about, and it's not because I want any building ever to say Dr. Boca, because that would be like <laughs> so bad. I would bring you along for the ride and you know, I would offer unpolished therapy, but I don't think anyone wants to put that on their Are we building. Get a sticker on the door. I'm not about name recognition, but I would like to be able to say I'd make a difference. So that does bring us to the conversation. What's on your list, girl? Okay, I want to like know. The unpolished list. Yes. Well, first of all, let me just ask you, and we will. I mean, the unpolished list is like the greatest thing ever. Of course. If you were the unpolished billionaire, right? I would love to be. But let's back up for a minute. Okay. Are we are we collecting the dough privately? Is it anonymous? I mean, you got to tell the people because I've already told the people in my repertoire of people that I'm now going to take care of. I won. I mean, I'm not going to write a check and have it show up at the doorstep. But in terms of like the public, what I'm told is there's certain states yes. that you have to identify you have to. yourself. You have right? to identify yourself. And in Florida, it's you have a X amount of time before you have to go public. And I think what I read was the name and the amount have to be disclosed, but the address as though we couldn't just all go onto Google and not only find the name and the address and date of birth and, you know, firstborn child's name and social security number and all of that stuff, but Google will 
show us the house in 3D from Google Maps. So really, what are they protecting us from? But I do appreciate that we don't have to disclose all of that information. Right. But you do have to give name and amount within a certain amount of time. And I think it was, if I remember correctly, it was either 15 or 30 days in the state of Florida. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I don't remember which one. There's so many days going through my head right do now. Do you think, again, and speaking of protection, I, I just mm-hmm. want to ask you an unpolished therapy question sure. on the psyche of people who do win. Okay. Mm-hmm. Whether they're maybe people kind of like us, which I don't really know anyone kind of like us that's ever won the lottery. I, I actually know one person who isn't like us. But when I was a little girl growing up, my bus driver from elementary school won the lottery. Oh, I love and that. And back then, I, we were in horse and carriages at that right. point. It was so long ago. <laughs> totally. But he won $40,000. And oh, back wow. then, forty grand was a quadrillion dollars. And yeah. it was a very big deal. And oh my God, he was the nicest guy ever. And I remember as a little kid, he showed up the next day and he still remains a bus driver. Now, in hindsight, I look back and, you know, as a kid with everything, we look at everything with bigger eyes than it really is. Maybe he knew 40 grand was not life-changing money and like he kind of had to show up at work the next day. Right, right. But for me, it always left this impression of the generosity of spirit and heart and soul that he just loved what he did and money isn't everything. My question to you from Mm -hmm. the non-therapy therapy standpoint. And again, it's not real therapy. We're back in action here, guys, but we want to protect Dr. Boba's license. So we really are just kicking the can down the road, trying to figure out what we would do if we really won the lottery and we were unpolished billionaires. What do you think goes on though in the minds of, of these people who win that gets them to the point where they are train wrecked? And then we do read these stories where like money is the root of all evil. Talk to me about that. Well, look, money is a source of a lot of emotion in people. You will hear Holocaust survivors, they have a perception and an emotion attached to money. You have people who grow up poor and then come into money and there's a lot of unresolved feelings about that. But really, money is the source of all evil if you've never learned how to manage money, right? And so when you have something and you don't have to think about it, you just comes like a habit and you just want more and more. It's greed. And we don't think about when we are spending the money, how much upkeep things require, how much other payments go into it. Like, you know, you go into Apple, which I did yesterday to buy a new phone and you're like sticker shocked at the, you know, $800. And you're like, oh, I have a phone that I can turn in for $250. Okay, so that brings it down to like six something, right? Which it didn't, but let's just imagine it did. Then they say, okay, well, you want the protection plan and you want to do Apple Care and you want to get the case for it and you want to do this and this. And by the time you walk out of there, it's $1,000. And then you have monthly payments on your Apple Music and you have your subscriptions. This shit costs like $60 a month to maintain it. And you don't think about all of that piece of it. So the more you do, and we always say bigger, you know, bigger brings bigger problems, right? Whether it's kids or bigger houses or whatever it is, everything brings more. And so you get caught up in it. And by the way, other people expect things from you, right? So all of these agencies that you've been donating to, now they're expecting more from you. And people want to show, they don't want to be like, nope, they don't want to show that they're not generous and kind and giving. And at Mm -hmm. the same time, they also don't want to be like, oh, well, I've allocated money elsewhere. So I can't afford that. So I think it's just a matter of we don't learn. It it comes all at one time as well. 
And when things come all at one time, we're overwhelmed by it. And we feel same thing we talk about on all these Instagram influencers. They come into these things and then they don't know what to do with it because it's just overwhelming. It was like instant success and there's no place to go. And then they come into this whole notion of, are people only liking me for my money? Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. And then do they only... I don't have that. <laughs> right. No, neither I do I. I'm, you know, but you ask me what the psyche of it right. is. Now they don't know who their true friends are. They feel right. more alone than ever. They get depressed. So I think it's a combination of all of that. Um, and one of the other things that we don't even think about is safety. And that goes kind of to your privacy question is, you don't even feel safe anymore when you would have that amount of money and people know you have that amount of money. Anybody can come and hack your accounts. They can come in and shoot you, rob you. And you hear these stories. I'm not mm-hmm. making this up because I'm paranoid. Mm-hmm. You hear that this stuff happens. So it does bring a lot of turbulence. Anxiety. Yeah, turbulence into people's lives. Their lives are really... So as much as I sit here and would love to win it and want to say, I'm the responsible one who totally wouldn't fuck up my life, just like you, we would get a financial advisor. We would do it in a responsible way. We would allocate. We'd have my husband's spreadsheets going. Truth is, like I would need my husband to manage it because I don't know. I wouldn't know what to do, right? So I hope that answered some of the the questions. I guess so. I am. All right. Let's just have some fun then. Let's break it down. So obviously, we're going to all be in agreement. I'm going to speak for you. I'm going to speak for me. I'm going to speak for all of our listeners out there. We're going to take care of our kids. We're going to take care of our parents. Oh, We're yes, going to get yes. that long-term Ooh, health. Yes. You know, all that oh, shit. So yeah. Everyone gets a car. You get a car. You get a car. We're all Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> We're all okay? Oprah. Everybody gets a car. Okay? I um, wish. We know that. Okay? Yep. What I want, though, okay, the unpolished piece Wait, of me. Okay? I want to know what's number one off of that bullshit list. Like, I mean it like, we all are doing that. So okay. what are the like the luxury things that you want? Well, but I feel like this kind of goes under the same category of like the obvious, right? I want someone who is blowing my hair out Me every t- day. Top five. Top <laughs> okay. five for sure. I need sure. someone who's going to blow my hair out. Top right? five. I need someone who is going to cook for me. That, okay? Top five. Yeah. Right? I feel like I'm I, playing the prices right here. Top yeah. five. Okay. Top five. Okay. okay. I number need one, someone. Number one. What? We have this discussion, which is more important. Okay. The private jet or the chef. Look, I love to travel. And if I'm with the right person, sign me up for delays. Put me in that Delta lounge. Give me alcohol. Let me look at the planes coming in and out. And like, I'm good. But I don't want to be annoyed about it. So I'm not mm. saying I'm turning away the private jet. I don't even know that I want the jet like that's mine. I just want to be able to pick up the phone and make a call and say, mm-hmm. have it ready. Okay. And I don't need the red carpet. Mm-hmm. I, I don't need any of the whole crap that comes along with it. But I don't. Yes, whatever. What what am I talking about? I want the private jet, but I don't want I don't want it on my payroll as the private jet. With the upkeep, it's same thing with the boats. And all right, that. I was going to say nice to go on a right. big fancy yacht and all that, but the maintenance involved in that is annoying. I want to pick up the phone and say, "Hey, Jacques, or whoever my right hand person is." Which I guess, if you win the billion, you have a lot of right hand people for you a do. lot of the different things. I just want to be able to make a phone call. How about this one? Here's one. Ready? Maybe we can all agree. We've talked about this a million times in our non-billionaire life. How lovely would it be when your fucking cable goes out and you need to call the fucking Comcast people and you're waiting on holds and then they hang up and then they're going to call you back? How about when you pick up the phone and you say, yo, I won the fucking billion dollars. What's the button you press that you're going to actually answer it and help me with my problem (laughs) immediately? So I want that on the list. Okay, so what I'm hearing is you need the basically the assistant 
who's going to help you deal with all the concierge services. So everything in your life will be concierge. Listen, you know me well enough to know I'm a control freak. I'm the concierge. I just don't want to be put on hold. I don't want to wait on hold for 25 minutes and then but that doesn't exist and be hung. I know, but if you win the billion, mate, or the quadrillion, maybe there's some type of something we could hire someone to, to invent an app or a this or a that. But then where... everybody has it and you're going to go to the bottom of the line. Really? Yeah, that might be. I don't know. I, I almost feel like, look, you could call Comcast speak to the person and go up the tree and say, listen, I will pay you to be my personal go-to. Give me your extension. I'll pay you $1,000 a month just for that. But you start doing that with everybody, you're going to be broke. But are you though? I don't know. Not if you have the right financial advisor and you're living off the interest and that principle just is nice and tight. (laughs) It would be fabulous. Okay. So what I'm hearing you say is the, I don't want to wait on hold shit for technology. I don't don't want the inconvenience. I actually want the rest of the world to be as respectful of time Mm -hmm. as we've always... See, again, I go back to my roots. I'm still going to show up on time. If we have an appointment, I'm going to be there early. If I make a promise, I'm going to keep it. None of that is going to change if I now have a lot of zeros attached to my net worth. I want other people to have the same mindset. Hmm. Interesting. So you But I think- want my hair blown out. I want my makeup done. I want the trainer. I want the chef. I want the jet. I want it all. I want it all. <laughs> and I want every... And yeah, I mean, I want... Who doesn't? No, I think we all want it all. I Okay, so... But which is the most important because I think we all want those same things. And yes, I want concierge. I want to be able to call and be like, I'm having a dinner here for 10 people. I need the shit here. I need tables, tablecloths. Here's my assistant. You take care of it. I don't want to deal with it. I just want to tell you what's right, wrong once you get here. And you're going to have four different samples of this and two different samples of this. And I don't want the headache. That's, I think, what I want is not the time issue. I don't want the headaches. I will tell you what to do, have a perfect assistant who will take care of it and have an assistant for this and this and this. I will tell you what has creeped higher on my list. You talk about cable. I just talk about if you could see my desk right now, I have a million USB cords that I don't know what they go to. I Even when we were trying to do this, the technology piece of it, it was like, oh my God, I couldn't hear you. You couldn't hear me. I couldn't see you. You couldn't see me. I was like, thank God I figured it out. But I don't want to be bothered by that. Well, we'll shit. have a tech person on staff too. We'll yeah. definitely have a tech person. Okay. So that but that was never high on my list of people because I had my husband. But like that has to go really high up. I want my husband to freaking like not have to jet set for his job all the time and maybe be able to retire and like, you know, have I want more than one house somewhere. And I don't even need more than one house. I just want, you know, we always have this conversation too. Is it better to have multiple houses and feel obligated to go to those locations? Or is it better to not have the houses, but have the private jet and have the resources to go and stay at either the nicest hotels or to be able to rent like the $15,000 a day homes? Like, And I, I would ask that to the listeners because I do feel like the more homes you have, the more restricted you are to travel. And that you also don't necessarily utilize them and have a big overhead attached to them. Right. Well, and again, so we'll throw it to the listeners. You guys write us back or chime in and let us know on our page or 
our website or email us and tell us like, do you want to be able to look at your portfolio and say you are the owner of A, B, C, D all the way to Z? Or would you rather just have the luxury to pick up the phone and say, make a reservation here? sign us up for that. We're going here. And would you like to? Sure. I kind of feel I, I'd like that. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you have a little bit of... I don't... Do I need to have 17 homes? No. no. But would it be nice to know that in the different corners of the world, I know how to find my niche of people who can take care of me in a way yes. that I would like to? Yeah, that sounds fabulous. And then it's fabulous. sort of like at the end of this day, you leave a couple bucks on the night side table and let the chambermaid deal with it. Like, right. bye. Right. <laughs> I, absolutely. And so I think that I like the non-commitment mm-hmm. of having mm-hmm. the money, but not having to commit to all the expenses. I mean, we talk yeah. about that all the time. Like, I don't want a boat. I mean, I want a boat. I don't want a boat. I want a boat that I day. can... Right. Or the week. Or exactly. The month. Right. Yeah. And put a captain on it. I'm not touching anything because I don't understand anything about it. I don't want the maintenance. When the hurricane comes, it's not my boat if it gets damaged. Like sayonara. Right. You See know, it. so I'd be interested in seeing if anybody's list. I mean, it's the obvious. I would also obviously get some work done. And I, I don't know, mean I don't so mean professional I. work. I mean professional, but not no, I know what you mean. You know what I mean? Hell I, yeah, that's up on the list. It's high. It's All right, in the top we're tucking five. it. We're cutting it. We're cutting, we're nipping, we're doing it all. And guess what? I'm not even ashamed to say that. Yes, that's up on the list immediately. And where are the doctors? And all these doctors who now everyone's signing up and it takes three years to make an appointment. No, no. I won the billion dollars. I'm cutting the line (laughs) and nip me up. Yeah. But again, when you even say that, I'm cutting the line. We all want to cut the line. But do we lose a sense of our self and who we are when we have that arrogance associated Mm. with it and that entitlement that comes with it. Mm, And I do think that that's where a lot of these people go rogue and causes the problem because they demand and expect and are entitled to these people doing that. So I hesitate. I might say, listen, I don't have to be the first one in line. I don't want to wait two years. I'm happy to pay a little bit more if -hmm. it will move me up a little bit. Maybe shit. Maybe you're like, hello, it's Dr. Boca. I'm willing to pay a little bit more if you just no way, Dr. Boca. You'd be like, it's Dr. Boca. I've waited long enough. Here's the money. That's who I am, though. Give me a break. Okay, maybe not on cosmetic surgery. Maybe, (laughs) and I'm being honest, maybe there's something else that I would say, yes. I think cosmetic surgery, I don't know, as much as I want it, love it, need it, I don't know if I would just be be entitled. But again, I want concierge doctors. So they would put me up front anyway, because I'm paying the monthly whatever. But I don't think I could go to just the generic doctor. And I don't mean to devalue the doctors that are not concierge at all. Those are my doctors. Thank you guys. But listen, that too, I think it comes down to the convenience, the instant gratification. We have that whether we win anything or we don't. We all want what we want when we want it. So yeah, you're right. Even just calling the regular doctor. Look, I need blood work. I need my annual appointment. Okay, well, we can see you in six months. What? Right. No. 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 Right. I want, I want a now. doctor. I want the doctor coming to my house to so draw the blood. So maybe if we win, maybe, you know, we have the big house. He's on the staff or she, for that matter, is on the staff. They have a private door that they come in and out of and they're on the payroll. And okay. then they work for us. And So I have another question. Okay. And I think I know my thoughts about this because I don't think it changes much. But do you do the podcast? Do you work? 
do you do all of your other paying, not paying, fun extracurriculars that are almost deemed maybe mundane or beneath you, potentially? I mean, I don't view it that way, but I can see people saying, well, you have all this money. Why would you spend your time doing that, whatever that is? Well, well, I think I think there's a couple different answers there. The, the one thing I will say just right out of the gate is I find it hilarious when people who have just regular jobs, because mm-hmm. look, we all need to eat. We all need to keep the roof over our heads when they're like, yeah, if I won the lottery, I'd go to work the next day. Bullshit. No, you wouldn't. No one would know where you are. You'd be gone. You're not going back to work. Okay. Now, if you were unbelievably passionate about the work you did, which again, that's one of my things. I wish that I had something that I was so, my paying job that is, right. so unbelievably passionate about. Would I show up to work the very next day? No, I mean, I probably would call out Travel. that day, but it, but it would be with good cause. Mm-hmm. And I would never be giving up something that was my passion. Look, right. half of the things we talk about relative to money are how do you make money with the things that you're passionate about. So why not add fuel to the fire and take all that money and continue that passion? So with that being said, if there really was something that burned a hole in your soul, right? Right. How amazing would it be to take that extra money and build it up and pursue it? But if you, like me, my regular paying job, which I'm not going to name the company's name, but you know what? Thanks for playing. It's been great the last several years. You've helped me get to where I've been. Sure. You know what? Adi, fucking oath. <laughs> I'm out. Now I can finally pay for my own health insurance and right. I'm not coming back to work. Right. What would I, would I still do the podcast? I would love to continue to do the podcast. I know. Yes. And it, listen, and your wealth would help us tremendously promote Correct. the podcast, get access to other people and guests. So Correct. I appreciate that. And I feel the same way about that. I feel a little bit differently about work, but I have, you have it's a, your passion. Right. And I also have more of a concierge type of setup where I don't run myself ragged and the people that I work with, I care for. So I don't see myself necessarily giving that up, but I think it would look a lot different. I don't yeah. know if I would actually be telehealthing from Boca Raton, right? Or my home office. I might be at in Capri. In, right. I might be anywhere, but exactly. Although technically I can't do that unless they're still in Florida. So whatever. I still have my ethics. But there's a lot of other things that I would probably say, yeah, no, I'm not. Or there's other passions that I didn't do because... That you would pursue. That I would pursue. Exactly. But I don't see myself as that person who would be home all day telling this person and this person, oh no, cut the flowers and put them in that vase and put that over there. Oh oh, no, no. Hang that. I don't think I'd ever be that person. No, well, you wouldn't that have person. that like ostentatious air about yeah, you. No, I don't think or, so. You know, that unpolished, I should say, air. Well, but a little. Listen, the passions, I mean, I'm already, again, this, and then it goes yeah. back to like where I've now suspended <laughs> belief. And in my head, right. as you're talking, I'm like, I'm spending it. I'm literally yeah. spending it. And it's, but some of it would be simple things. If I didn't have to put the time and attention into a job per se, mm-hmm. a career is different, but the job that's a means to an end. Would I be taking French lessons because for six months out of the year, I'm now in in France and I want to be part of the culture there and I want to immerse myself? Would I be learning how to fly a plane because I'm fascinated with aerodynamics? Would yeah. I want to show my children and my friends and their children and be a community leader mm-hmm. and really be generous in a fun, fulfilled way? 
So yeah. Right. yeah. And so what I'm hearing is that we don't lose our sense of self in this. What we do is we find those things that generate happiness for us and we put more energy and effort into those things while still enjoying ourselves and being unpolished, but staying true to the foundation of who we are, yours being time and commitment and your word is your word and showing up. And many of those are mine as well, but my psychology and obviously family for both of us. And I like that. I I think that I want to believe that that is how we would look at the end of it to the lotto gods. Like, I'm happy if you want to put me to the test and make me that guinea pig because <laughs> I am totally all for that. And bring You're it up on. for the challenge. I would love to prove everybody wrong that right. everybody becomes a nightmare after they win the lottery and lose all their money. That you can stay money. grounded. Exactly. And exactly. while we're at it, why don't we also just say that, you know what? After reconsidering and having this conversation, 28 million... I'm not going to shy away. No, let's, I'm not. We'll, we'll practice with that. Sure. Let's see how grounded we can be net, net, net after taxes. And let's have some fun. I'm totally for that. And we're going to go in there and have enough cash. Like that's the absolute thing we have to realize. You have to have that cash with you. And that these days is really hard to remember to carry around that cash for that special lotto. But it, it is fun to daydream. It really is, Rach. So I appreciate the fact that you brought this up. And I am sure that our listeners are kind of going and laughing along with us because they've spent the money also. But I would love to hear from our listeners if there's anything we didn't mention that you would be like, I have to have because I'm always happy to add to my list. Absolutely. So with that being said to the listeners out there, thanks for tuning in with us. We're so happy to be back. We are not billionaires, but we still are unpolished. And we want to hear from you. Let us know if you think the same way we do, if you've thought a million times over how you and your loved ones would spend the money. Would you share? Would you not share? Would you tell anyone? Would you take the lump sum? Or would you want the government to ration it out for you over the next quadrillion years? We definitely want to hear from you. If you guys win the lottery, let us know. If Dr. Boca and I win the lottery and you've been a loyal, unpolished therapy fan from the get-go, I'm telling you, we would share. We, we would share. And by the way, if you win, if any of you guys have one or do win, we will happily have you on as our guest. Absolutely. Because we'll we chat want about it. Yeah, we want to hear all about it. We'll chat about it. We're going to ditch the couch. We're going to grab the mics. We're going to break down all the unpolished billionaire wreckage. Every Wednesday, we are back. We are excited. And we look forward to catching you next time. So from Dr. Boca and myself, we are the unpolished non-billionaires. And we have ditched the couch, grabbed the mics. We've broken down all the wreckage for today. And we look forward to seeing you next week. Have a good one, everyone. Thanks for listening. Great sesh, girls. Hey, everyone, like what you heard? Then don't miss out on what comes next. Subscribe now and please give the girls a five-star rating. Learn more at www.unpolishedtherapy.com. Find and like them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We'll see you next week when Rachel Silvercone and Dr. Boca ditch the couch, grab the mic, and break down all the wreckage.